1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio,
0: 630 K. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1233 in Edmonton. I'm getting a tons of texts on our Heartland Ford text line. We will get to texts in the second hour of the show. Speaking of Heartland Ford, uh, bumped into Kelly O'Connell yesterday out in Fort Saskatchewan. The great Gretzky, Mike Gretzky, is now out at Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan. Saw him yesterday. He's only been there a week. We'll mention that uh, Heartland also has Heartland Wholesale and RV. Griff Jarvis, go down. Go see him. Two great locations. They got what you're looking for. They'll look after you. All righty. This is Oilers Now. Every Friday on our show, second last appearance, because we're going to push him to do an extra one next week after uh, free agency sort of gets rolling. He'll probably be gone by that point. He might not even be available. For the River Creek Resort and Casino, who, of course, are now smoke-free. And uh, they close off. Their grand reopening week with the brand-new Embers, which is their smoking environment, but smoke-free in the main casino. River Cree Resort and Casino, we welcome back to the show. It's been a good show. We've had Scott Howes on the air, and now we're joined by Elliot. Uh, wait a sec here. i got to get Elliot on the right line. There we go. Elliot Friedman. How are you, Elliot?
1: I'm a good stopper. How are you doing,
0: big man? Well, not bad, not bad. Maple Leafs making uh, news that they actually, you know, th- this whole traction they gained with both Captain uh, and Janssen took place last week, so that got confirmed today. Are you a little surprised we haven't had a little bit more activity over the last couple
1: of days? Well, I think we've got some. I just sent out a note. I think Washington and Colorado are working on a Burakovsky deal. I don't know what it's for, but I'm hearing it.
0: Interesting. Well, they got a couple of unsigned uh, restricted free agents, right? Guys like Kerfoot? Yes. So what would the qualifier for him be? Because uh, they remember, well, you know, I don't see, you know what? Kerfoot chose to go to Colorado uh, because that was the year that Butcher, who was drafted by Colorado, chose to go to New Jersey. So, And then Kerfoot was a New Jersey pick, so maybe that's the the wrong guy. Uh, I like Burakovsky. Uh, we have Al May on the show fairly regularly, and he was convinced that Burakovsky was on the precipice of becoming a legitimate top six NHL forward. So I must say this about Colorado, Elliot. Did did you have the same confidence after the 2016-17 season in Joe Sakic that you'd have right now? Because the haul that he got ultimately for Matt Duchesne turned out to be obscene.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it did. And uh, I'll tell you, like, they, I, I think, I think they've done a really good job. And, you know, the other thing I think they really did, Bob, that was smart, was they could have easily fired Jared Bednar after a year. Yeah. And they
0: didn't. You're trying to figure out, as we speak, who's going the other way, right? I think it's picks. It's okay.
1: I think it's picks, but I'm not sure. Because Washington doesn't have a lot of cap room.
0: Right. Well, uh, I would say a second and a fourth might make sense.
1: Something like that.
0: Right. I, I can't see Colorado giving up a first rounder at this stage for, uh, and and that's, because I, I, you know, I don't know if you heard it, but uh, when we, on Friday, well, you wouldn't have, because you were still on the air, uh, but uh, he did an availability, and I said, is there a combination of picks that makes sense with, uh, yes, a Yarvey, and uh, I can tell you that Brian McClellan and Ken Holland, I was supposed to interview Ken on Wednesday, and just before the interview, those two had, had about a 20-minute conversation right in front of me, and I, you, know, you have to assume that Burakovsky's name got brought up during the course of conversation, so we'll see what sort of pick combination made sense for Andre Burakovsky. So we may have a little bit of movement there.
1: Yeah, second and a fourth makes a lot of sense, but I'm not really sure what it is.
0: Yeah. There we go. Uh, the RFAs on the big guns, how much has the cap coming down from what was projected at 83 to 81.5 perhaps limited the potential offer sheets on the likes of a guy like Sebastian Ajo or, uh, you know, Brighton Point or maybe Mitch Marner?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing, I mean, the cap certainly being tighter is, effect, is, is an effect. Uh, Bob, there's no question about that. Um, you know, I think that uh, the other thing that kind of happened too is that I think all these guys don't want to go first. Like, I think the biggest question, Bob, is who's going to go first? And that's the problem is that, you know, as you know, that becomes the deal that sort of becomes the standard for everybody else. And, you know, nobody wants to be on the end of, oh, you signed a bad deal for the market or whatever, things like that. Um, you know, so I think that's part of different as Line A because I think he's going to go for a bridge. Right. And I, and I think, but I don't know, but I think the lease have offered Marner a bridge at a big number. I suspect that's true, but I can't prove it. Um, but I think a lot of the other guys are looking for term, and so everybody's kind of sitting here waiting, kind of to see who goes first. And yes, I do think the tighter, uh, the tighter cap figure will affect all that. But I think also you're just sitting here and saying, like, when are these guys going to commit? And there's a feel like if you're Winnipeg and Toronto and you've got Marner and you've got line a Connor there and you're trying to get other work done, Bob, it's hard to get other work done because you don't know.
0: hundred percent. The one guy that's interesting to me, Tom Dundon in Carolina, uh, we had, uh, Elliot, as you know, we had John Shannon on Monday and he gave us a number around six billion on a max term.
1: I think it's higher.
0: Now. Oh no, it is. It is definitely higher now, but we, and then we had Jerry Johansson on Tuesday. Um, I mean that's Carolina for me that's Carolina's best player, Sebastian Aho. I don't see how on a max length term, he wouldn't get eight and a half million dollars. but is Tom Dundon unique enough that he'll just say to the hell with it and potentially end up moving
1: this guy? Well, I think what Tom Dundon is is Tom Dundon is a guy who says everything has a value. Like you look the other day, he, like at the draft, he basically paid $3.8 million for a number one pick, right?
0: Which is above what most, mo- the general rule is around two point seven seven five. Elliot. Just for. Well,
1: someone told me that, uh, actually, never mind that. Someone sent me a quote from Yarmo Kekaline, the GM in Columbus. I think he had a similar offer, and he didn't value the pick. But he wouldn't do it. Right. He was like, we're not spending $3.8 million on that particular pick. Right. So Dundon obviously saw the value. And that's the way Dundon works. He says, I have a value for this, and that's as far as I'm going. Now, I think the, I think the AHO offer from the team is higher than that. But I also think the counter from your uh, good friend Jerry Johansson there is, is lower term and a higher number.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think that's happening all over the place.
0: Well, Jerry also has Braden Point.
1: The only, is the only yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the only situation. I think everybody's kind of like that. Yeah. And so you're in a situation where everybody's sort of in a standoff and we've got to see who takes the plunge first. Yeah, Like, that's why I think Line A could end up being different because I think he's going to go for a bridge. And if anybody else goes for a bridge, they probably go earlier. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see if there's actually an offer sheet next week.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't think there will be one, Daniel Day Elliott. I just I and and I think part of it is the cap being even compressed more has played a factor in that for some of the organizations around the league. Uh,
1: well, I, look, t- take a look at it. Like, who's got the money? Who's got
0: New the Jersey? New Jersey has the money.
1: And who's got the will? Yeah. But if you're New Jersey, okay. Yep. You've just added Subban at nine. Yep. You've, you're, you're hoping to have Hall at a big number next year. Yep. And, you know, if you're doing something for term, you know, eventually you're going to have to sign Hisher and you're going to have to sign Hughes, you hope. Yeah. So, okay, maybe you're thinking, are you doing an eight year deal at a massive number?
0: Yeah. Totally right. But, you know what? Yeah. They need another winger. Uh, they've yeah. obviously got the two young centers there. Uh, yeah. They still have Zajac, and they still have Zaka's options down the middle as, as well, but they need more than Paul Mary and Hall on the wings. So yeah. speaking of New Jersey, uh, when the evening started on Friday and uh, you received word uh, that New Jersey might be in the mix, were you, were you surprised by that, or did it? Uh, and, and did the fact that New Jersey was completely pre- prepared to take, and were you surprised New Jersey took all $9 million on PK?
1: No, no, I'm not i'm not because they could like i like i like they weren't the team like the reason is like bobby remember the day before uh, or maybe it was the morning before i can't remember i think it was the morning the morning of the draft i reported that both toronto and vancouver were in and you know i think you know i think the vancouver offer was around Godet and maybe a pick and maybe more i don't know I don't know what the Toronto offer was, but I know those two teams grinded away at each other. So I was focused on those teams. So I, I know I missed out on New Jersey, but when I heard it from a good tipster, um, I wasn't surprised. Like it's a good move for them. And you know, basically, basically look at like you basically got handed Subban on a three-year, twenty-seven million-dollar contract. Of all the defensemen you could sign right now, how many guys would you take over Subban at three times nine? None. Well, that's the thing. Like, why not take the gamble?
0: Right. Absolutely. Totally made sense for New Jersey. Plus, it's mm-hmm. a future enticement, potentially, for Taylor Hall. Matt Duchesne, what are you hearing today on Matt Duchesne?
1: You know, obviously, I've I, you know i heard all the reports that he, he visited Montreal and then he visited Nashville. I did have someone warn me yesterday not to assume that Columbus is out of it. Um, you know, like I said, I've i believed for a while now his heart has been on Nashville and they've been after him. So until they're out, I tend to think they're the lead horse. But you know, you know, Montreal and Columbus are on the board. Anybody else, I'd be I'd be surprised.
0: Wow, uh, is there any chance Robin Lehner doesn't end up back in the island? And, and is Sergey. Bras- well, if you
1: read Arthur, like Arthur Staples, pretty plugged in. Yes, right? he is
0: on that team. He owns that. Like
1: market. to see him there, to see him say it may not happen. That says to me, there's a chance it doesn't happen. Like, like you know, the the thing about me the island is like Lou Lamorello. He's not going to tell us what he's up to, but you know he's fearless, right? Yeah. Like, he could take a big swing. He's got a lot of cap room. Lee and Leonard are not signed. Would it surprise you that if he would try to get both of those guys, Bobrovsky and Panarin, and take them from Florida? Right. And the other one, too, is, like, Marner's there this weekend for Matt Martin's wedding. Like, you don't think that Lammarello and him are going to have a conversation just to see what's out there?
0: Payback would be a what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, uh, like, uh, like part of me wonders with this whole thing, is he really serious or is he just want Toronto to think it?
0: Right. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm, hey, I'm with you. Let's uh, run through. So uh, everybody had assumed initially Bobrovsky and Panarin because of the Florida tax situation. It was a slam dunk. They would end up down there. What do you think that's and, where and they And you know
1: what, t- I still think they're the favorites. Me too. But I think the Islanders are going to try. Jake Gardner, back to Toronto? Uh, I don't know about that. They, you know, they got some business done today, but until they know what Marner's going to be, I'm not sure they can do that.
0: Tyler Myers, Winnipeg. Where does he end up? Vancouver. I think he's going to Vancouver. Okay, Joe Pavelski.
1: You know, I, you know, we all know about Dallas and Tampa Bay. He's visiting one other place I think that's close to home. So that's Chicago, Minnesota, or St. Louis. I just throw St. Louis in there because you look at a map. It's not far from Madison, Wisconsin. I don't really know if the Blues are there. Um, I got to think, like, Tampa Bay, I just wonder how they can do it. Yeah. Like, I got to think Joe Pavelski looks at Dallas, and he would have played against them a lot. They lost game seven of the Stanley Cup champion because they didn't have enough offense. Like, you know, Bob, you see seen Dallas a lot. How yeah. much do you think Joe Pavelski helps them?
0: Well, they can really transition the puck from the back end, and their young guys are cheap. They got uh, Klingberg, Hance great great contract, uh, you know, and then you obviously – Heiskanen
1: on a DLC, hints. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I'm Dallas, I'm, I'm doing what it takes. Better goaltender. T-
0: I think Bishop's a oh, yeah. better goaltender yeah. than Martin Jones. So a couple of middle-tier guys for you. Uh, Ryan Dezingle went to Ohio State. Does he go back to Columbus?
1: I don't think so. I, I, you know, somebody told me they heard that Columbus was taking a big run at Nyquist. Okay. Um, I don't think the single necessarily goes back there. Um, you know, uh, I I haven't heard much of him to be honest. Michael Ferland. I think there's been I've heard there's been a lot. Hmm. Like like it, it'll be interesting. Like now I, I don't know if Colorado's still there because they're trading for Burakovsky I believe. But, you know, I heard Dallas was around there. Um, you know, I, I think there's a bit on Furland. I, you know, I think the interesting thing will be the contract. But, you know, like you look at the playoffs this year, and it's a reminder that guys like that are important. Yeah. Brett Connolly. I could see him ending up uh, being a frequent guest on your show.
0: Okay. We'll see. It's got to make sense. The orders have limited cap
1: space. It's got to make sense, but... You know, I tell you, like Connolly Like, like you're looking at a guy there who stayed in Washington the last couple of years because he liked it and it was made sense for him. You know, I mean, he's got a chance to really hit it, and I never fault a guy for that. But right. I could see it.
0: Yeah, if it's mid-range, I mean, the thing is by default, he might spend time on the Oilers' first line if he signed here. But he is, to me, a middle six forward, right? Like people would say, well, he's a good third-liner, and he hasn't proved that he could be a – I mean, he played in Washington. Their top six is outstanding. It's also expensive. And, yeah. you know, he was really good with Lars Zeller in the third line. Could he play second line at time in Edmonton? I th- I think he could, you know, at times. For sure. But I think you can't count on him all the time for top six production. you got to count on him for middle six production.
1: Well, you know what, it's probably true, but I think he's also a pretty positive guy. Like, the Washington guys all said great things about him. They really fought to keep him around as long as they could. Like, any guy who can score who's a winger, Bob, I link with New Jersey. Yes. But I think you guys have a shot there.
0: Yeah, no, I would I would agree. I'll be seeing Jerry uh, tomorrow night, so we'll... Uh,
1: uh, so pump him for
0: information. He doesn't give me anything on this show, anything that... You know that. I never have anything. Yeah,
1: but you're me. not going to be on the show. You're going to be talking somewhere, right?
0: That, that has to be it, yes.
1: Feed him a couple of Vodka 7s and get it out of him. Uh,
0: yeah, we don't go down <laughs> that path. I don't know whoever told you that. Uh, is there any chance Chris Kreider gets traded by the Rangers?
1: I think there's a chance. Um... um i i think there's a chance um i i hold on one second i'm just sending somebody a note
0: you've got the actual trade for burakovsky now i'm going to
1: not s- yet i i'm still working on it while i'm talking to you as i said
0: this you is know, this I, is live radio at its finest people
1: <laughs> look i basically gave you that it happened um uh, okay, sorry, what was the question again, Bob? I apologize.
0: I, Brendan, what was the question? I lost track, too. I'm just trying to think. Anyways, Chris Kreider, what happens with Chris oh, Kreider?
1: you know, I think that Colorado was looking at him. Um, you know, I they didn't want to give up the second pick, the 16th. They had two first, the Byron pick and the new hook pick. Yeah. And they didn't want to give up, so it didn't go anywhere. Like, I'll tell you this. Like, I said this on my podcast this week, Bob. After what the Raptors did with Kawhi Leonard and how it worked like I'm wondering if NHL teams are going to say we're going to try it one year guys and give it a shot and I'll tell you this if I thought I could win the Stanley Cup next year and I needed a wing I'd go for that guy I, I think the biggest problem is the extension yeah like credit is a good player but it- but as we've talked about the cap is kind of screwed up the next couple of years so I think that's the issue. All right. I don't think anybody has an issue with him as a player.
0: And this is something we're gonna discuss with our listeners when we open up our Heartland Ford text line at 630, 630 Elliot, Elliot Freeman for River Cree Resort and Casino. Because the cap has dropped from eighty three to eighty one million. Yep. We expect the cap I expect the cap to increase by eight to ten million dollars in three years, and I'll tell you why. We're gonna have another team and we're going to have a new uh, US TV deal.
1: It, okay. The big jump is coming in the summer of 2021.
0: All right. So we're That's in, what everyone's telling. Me. So we're in 2019, so I said within 3 years we're going to have a big jump. Yeah, so it, and
1: it's going to be not next summer but the year after.
0: So hypothetically, if you had a player that you could buy out for 2 years, like and mm-hmm. and you would save, let's say the replacement player for him is a million bucks. So uh, let's use, we'll use just for the sake of argument, Andre Secker as example. Five and a half million yeah, bucks yeah. times two. So his buyout is 2.5, 2.5, 1.5, 1. 1.5. You need, uh, you know what, if you buy him out, his replacement's a million. So really, it's 3.5 for the next two years. Does that extra $2 million, instead of getting you a $1 million winger, get you a $3 million winger, which instead of getting you a bottom six forward is a middle six forward? Is it worth doing?
1: I guess it depends on what you need, right?
0: Yeah, and and where I'm going with this, you
1: need more.
0: Yeah, and where I'm going with this is the million and a half in year three and four is going to come at a time in which there is going to be a significant expected jump in the cap, so it would be mitigated against. Now, some people might say Edmonton's got to keep their ducks in their own case. They have to buy out Lucic, which was going to be my final question for you Uh, regarding Milan Lucic. Have you heard anything further on that front at this stage?
1: I think they're still I think they're still talking.
0: Okay. Do you think uh, the, like the Jill? Like I've
1: heard it's like I've heard on and off and on and off. Like like you know, I've heard all the Vancouver rumors. We've talked about the Calgary rumors that somebody accused me of making up. Um, I just think it's a really complicated situation. Right. In both, like, both parties on both sides. Like, like at times, I, like at times, guys have told me. Um, at, at time at, at times, guys have told me that it's been moving closer, and then it's gone sideways. Right. That's what I. That's the issue. That like I've had guys text me say be on alert, and I have had other guys times guys say to me stand down.
0: Right. It's an interesting one because it's a difference of twenty five, uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the cap. A much easier buyout potentially for yeah. Neil. Uh, and as difficult as it has gone for Lucic over the last two years, a strong argument can be made. It's gone, uh, uh, it's gone even further the other way in Calgary. Apparently, the first year is very difficult.
1: Elliot, we appreciate but you your- know. What, I, but I will tell you this, Bob: there has been a sentiment not to trade him from a position of weakness that there's no way he could be that bad again and they have to give it another shot. Yeah.
0: Elliot great stuff. Hope we get uh in the next 20 minutes you get the other end of the trade. We'll get off the phone with you okay. And can you do one more wrap up show next Friday for us? Bob for you, I will do anything. It's not for me, it's for the tremendous listeners in the province of Alberta that think you're a star, Elliot. You're the one. <laughs> you're one of the few guys, you're one of the few guys from Toronto that we actually like and trust out here.
1: You mean you mean not like uh like the prime ministers the Central Canadian prime ministers you don't like those guys better than me? I
0: would say the majority of the listeners on the show right now are probably not a big fan of the uh, prime minister. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to hazard 28 out of 32 seats in this province Elliot are currently p uh you know uh pc uh, seats or ucp yes, seats. I heard.
1: Yeah. My guess is yes.
0: we'll be at 30 or 31 in the next election. So there you go.
1: I don't think you're going to be the only one. All right, thanks Elliot. Take care, Bob. Have a great week. Speak
0: to you next Friday. Yeah, Yvette, that's Elliot Freeman. It's 12 twelve fifty-five. We're late into the break. We'll step out. This is Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.